0: Welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lover's Podcast, where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are doing another read-along. woo yeah. um, We're going back to male-female. We were in male-male for quite a while. This one is Unhinged Cane by Brooklyn Cross. So this is there, – there's multiple books, but they're different couples and different authors. So we're going to do different episodes for them. So this one we're just doing Unhinged Kane. The next episode will be, what was it? Twisted Abel by T.L. Holden will be the next episode. So we have no idea how important it is to read this one first or not, but we're going to do that. So
1: I read the reviews for both. It is necessary to read this one first because of the dynamic with the brothers and the change
0: Okay. Yeah. Sounds like it's a serial killer stalker romance.
1: Yes. So, which so when I read the blurb, I don't like when there's the not like a separation of who's speaking during me the blurb. Too. So like the first part of the blurb is uh, Kane's point of view, and then the second one is Kirby's, and it drives me just a little bit nuts when there's not like a distinct separation of who is speaking. Because when I first read it, I kind of just skimmed through it. And I was like, wait a second. But anyway. Same. Because I was hella confused. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) little rant of mine. But it looks like Kirby, the female main character, somehow catches the interest of Kane, who is a serial killer duo with his brother, Abel. Uh, Haha, Kane and Abel. And he... Catches her interest, and uh, I want to say that I did uh, read a couple of reviews. I don't want to spoil it, but this isn't a huge spoiler, but Kane has a thing for eyes. And so her eyes catch his interest, and he wants them in a very deeper scrapers kind of way. And so <laughs> somewhere along the way, it looks like in the blurb, she, I, I don't know, catches his interest in other
0: ways? Yeah, I don't know it's got pretty good reviews so even the people that didn't rate it five stars still rated it fairly highly fairly high yeah
1: 18 chapter 18 is our stopping point i've already put my bookmark
0: oh hold on wait for me
1: <laughs> uh i'm excited this book uh a few of the reviews on both abel and kin's books said that like I don't necessarily know if this would be comparable to M.O. Jones type of like trigger inducing dark, but they did say that it it pushes a lot of boundaries as far as triggers go, just due to the nature of what they do as serial killers. And I didn't read too much in detail because I knew we were gonna do a read along and I know Kelsey likes to go in blind, but I just wanted to make sure that this wasn't gonna be something where I was not going to be able to finish it
0: yeah i don't have too many triggers and the ones that i do have don't show up very often at all so um yeah it's it's better for courtney to do the research and me do the blind reading (laughs) because i'm probably gonna be fine even if we do stumble upon something i don't like okay So I just found the trigger warning
1: list and it says the triggers may include graphic violence, coarse language, graphic sexual content that may include dubious and non-consensual scenes, stalking, BDSM themes, and multiple kinks, alcohol use, and scenes that deal with mature subject matter that some readers may find disturbing. Uh, That doesn't sound that bad. I'm wondering if maybe the graphic violence is maybe where some of the other readers were having some issue.
0: Yeah. This th- yeah, the list of triggers doesn't sound terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm I will say going into it if you've listened to any of our other darker read-alongs, then you'll probably already know this. I am not a fan of dubious and non-con. So It has to be done in a very specific way for me to enjoy that. So I'll just get it out of the way right now and say I'm probably not going to like those aspects. Because very few authors do it in a way that I find acceptable.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say that those usually – dubious consent is not a trigger for me. Non-consent in certain aspects – but for the most part, it doesn't really hit me.
0: Um, yeah, it doesn't trigger me. I just don't like it. It's not like, it's not something that'll like stop me from reading a book or anything like that. But it's definitely not anything that gets my motor revving, okay? I don't know. It'll take me from loving a book to just like me, this was all right. I feel like. It, it depends on the book and it depends on how it's written. I've never read anything by this author before. So I have I can't say one way or another how this author does these certain situations. So I don't know. I may be fine with it. I may hate it. Who's to say? I don't know. So um. I
1: have, in fact, read this author before. They did another uh, multi-author series. It was the Seven Sins series. I've talked about a couple of the books in – Uh, maybe a monthly or bi-weekly review when we were doing them. I remember liking it. I don't necessarily remember a whole lot of details about it because for me, when I'm reading like a multi-author, closely related series like that, usually stuff gets jumbled. But I remember it not being bad. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to hate on a book because it has that. I just – it doesn't do anything for me. It's just kind of meh to me. Yeah. Um, there have been a couple authors I've read that have done it really well. And I've really appreciated the way that it was done, but it's it's far and few between that you see it done in my opinion, really well. We all have different tastes and different opinions, so that's that's just my opinion. So Other people, I'm sure, I'm positive, feel differently about that than me. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll just have to see. It might not even be that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Trigger warnings are so – sometimes they're so, like, all-encompassing that you see the trigger for it, and then it ends up not being that huge of a deal when it comes time to the actual plot and story and everything. So, I don't know. I agree.
1: All right. So – like I said, chapter 18 is our stopping point. I'm so ready to jump in.
0: All right. Well, if you are reading along with us, go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back.
1: I don't know how to start.
0: Me either. This book is wild. It is definitely dark. They were just on the precipice now of shit popping off.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I feel like it's more gory dark so what they do to their victims is obviously super fucked up i feel like there should have been a necrophilia trigger Uh warning in the beginning yeah because the other brother abel likes to play play. but i i don't feel triggered like yeah what they're doing is fucked up obviously okay but that's the it's a serial killer book. you're gonna see fucked up stuff but it's more gory and i think the way Kane's perspective especially towards Abel really changes it and almost makes it so you're not affected he just kind of was like oh you know Abel's this big dumb puppy who's you know a little a little messed up in the head and likes to you know play with whatever holes available on likes blood but you don't see really any of that from the first-hand perspective so it doesn't seem so bad
0: I, okay, so I would describe this as shock factor dark, kind of the same way that I described uh, Skeleton King by Charity B. It was very, like, shock factor, and there was also necrophilia in that book as well. This one is a little less creepy and a little more dark. It's, I feel like we did get a little bit of a first hand perspective when there was the scene with them killing the twin twin girls. That's when I texted you and I was like, "What in the fuck is this book?" <laughs> That's yeah.
1: Well, so after I was uh I finished reading last night, I texted you and I was like, "It's more gross than anything." That scene was really gross, but it was Kane was more composed through all of it because he's the yeah. he's the less
0: he's less erratic. Uh,
1: yeah. And I think his just composure makes it so much easier to swallow all the things that they're doing. I'm wondering if I'm going to have the same perspective when I'm reading it from Abel's point of view
0: in the next one. I'm I'm interested to see how this plays out with Kirby. Yeah. so (laughs) So her boyfriend just did a twisty turn on her and tried to rape her in the middle of nowhere. Because and, she dumped him. Yeah, and... Be- okay, the cucumber thing is hilarious, though. Oh, my God. I was dying.
1: Just a cucumber up the ass while they're both passed out drunk.
0: Yeah, that was hilarious. But she laughed about it, and he turned on her. And it just... I. So, anyways, he tried to rape her, and then... Kane showed up in his tow truck because he was probably following her anyways and kind of saved her. That's where it stopped. He was. She asked him to take her back to Quantico and he said, I have to stop by my shop first. And she said, okay, thank you so much. And that was it. And now, now we have to wait to find out <laughs> because that's, that's that was our stopping point. I was like, seriously, it's just... <laughs> It's just getting going. Like if I didn't have that bookmark there, I would have kept reading. Oh, I know
1: that bookmark. Lifesaver, guys. For those of you who are reading along with us or just people, you know, who are reading and need a stopping point in general, that bookmark will save your life. I wonder how this is going to cause problems because Abel has said throughout the book, whatever Cain gets like uh, his own little victim that he doesn't share with Abel, Abel kind of throws a fit. And I think yeah. with Kane having these weird feelings come up with Kirby, and he mentions like, oh, it's you know, once I get tired of her, I'll just kill her, and you know, stuff like that. But I wonder if maybe Abel is going to try to go off script a little bit instead of listening to Kane, because Kane is his his reins. He's the only thing keeping Abel from going buck wild.
0: Yeah, and if he does go off script, it's going to be even worse because not only does The mom have a vendetta against them, period. But if she finds out they took her daughter, then it's gonna be an even bigger deal.
1: I feel like specifically because of what happened with the ex boyfriend, it's gonna take an extra amount of time to find out that Kirby is missing. Because we get the mother's perspective in this it sprinkles in she's had a couple of her own chapters with her perspective of uh, looking over the case as the lead agent so i'm wondering if like the boyfriend's gonna make up something about why she's not around when the mother calls to be like hey have you seen her because she doesn't know about the breakup or at least she doesn't listen to what kirby says yeah so i wonder if that's gonna essentially enable Kane to get enough time maybe to decide not to kill her at all instead of there being a full-on investigation over her disappearance. Also she did say she was gonna leave for London and I'm wondering if the mom is just gonna maybe think she's gone.
0: Yeah I there's a lot of different factors at play here that it could really go so many different ways. None of them look great for Kirby. Well except for the fact that this is a a romance.
1: I don't know, man. I've read a few stalker romances that end with, like, the death of the main female character at the end. And that's that's... just a happy ever after for, I guess, the guy.
0: That's great. I don't Um, think that's going to happen. I'm not trying to flash all the way back to Yolanda Olsen. (laughs) That too. uh, Shameless plug, if you haven't read those books or listened to those episodes. FYI, they are not romance books. They are also they,
1: shock factor dark books. Like yeah, movies. so it's
0: like the same kind of. I mean, it's different, but it's like the same kind of vibe, especially with uh, what was it, Gray's book? I think it's Death Blooms. Yeah, there you go. Did. Especially with that one, it had a very like similar feel, but also not. But it was it was shock factor dark as well. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. There's so many things in play right now that I really can't make a theory because it, it would probably be wrong. And also, this book just has such a, um, at least
1: with Abel in the picture, it has a very erratic feel to it. Like I said, Kane's the very composed one. You know, I feel like for me, he makes the, the gore and the dark part a little less hard to swallow. But this kind of book is so hard to predict.
0: Yeah, it's just, you can't. You you can't predict a book like this because nobody follows the script. Not really. I mean, to an extent, some of the characters do, but there's so many different factions at play here. Like, you really can't predict what's going to happen. I do want to predict one thing, though.
1: Uh, so Kirby is the result of her mother having an affair while she was on an op. So while she was... On an operation for the FBI, she had an affair, and she got pregnant. Now, Kirby's mother works to catch serial killers. I have a prediction that Kirby's dad was a serial killer, and that's why she won't fucking talk about it.
0: Oh. I think,
1: and I wonder if maybe that's going to be found out or something like that. And maybe, I don't necessarily know if it'll change anyone's opinion of her, like the Kane and Abel's opinion of her, but I I. I just think that there's something really hinky about why she won't say anything.
0: That is a good point. I would be interested to see if that is what happens because that would throw a whole wrench in things.
1: Like if what if she yeah, if she was undercover or something and she happened to sleep with her mark. I I don't know. It's it was just a weird thing that was nagging me because I feel like it ties into the whole like she's attracted to a serial killer vibe. And the fact that her mom is so cagey about it. And she said, Kirby's mentioned that every time she's brought it up since she was 15, the mom just won't say anything. She refuses to talk about it other than the fact that she was on and off when it happened.
0: And said that she doesn't know who the dad is.
1: Yeah. But then refusing to talk about it, like not even being like, oh, it was just a one night stand or whatever. She just doesn't say anything.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. I wonder. I didn't even think about that. (laughs)
1: It's just been on my mind. I'm so excited to get back to this book. So uh, we are going to be reading to the end of the story. Come back there. Okay. Pause here.
0: Okay. We're back. What a wild ride this book was.
1: For sure. It was a little insane at times. I liked it though.
0: I did too. I liked it the most at the end. I felt like it had a good ending
1: yes fuck fuck her mom she was not great
0: i'm glad she died me too i really
1: (laughs) i really thought that like maybe because she got the chapters earlier in the book and i was thinking oh like maybe there's some resolution or you know what i mean but no no
0: and her dad
1: her dad was actually the head of the fbi that the mom was blackmailing not a serial killer so i was wrong
0: yeah, no, I like the way that she died. How she got to come in and be like, Hey, I wanted to introduce you to Kane. And she's like, The mechanic. And she's like, Or the chameleon killer. And her mom was like, No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sweet
1: justice by the guy you were hunting. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, she needed to die. It was time. She did.
1: I don't know. I, I, So, I mean, obviously, Abel's book is next, but Abel, the confrontation between Kirby and Abel was crazy. He just couldn't let it go. Like, he was losing his brother, and he just couldn't let it go.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what his book is going to look like. I'm, I'm kind of glad it's two different authors. Me too. Because they are so different impersonalities and I just think it needs like a completely different voice. And
1: the author who writes uh, Twisted Abel is T.L. Holdell, which is the one who does the uh, Order of Ravens and Wolves or whatever series that we read.
0: Yeah.
1: Hold on. So that entire series is super good. I've read I want to say
0: almost everything that this author has come out with. I have read this series i know that i just don't remember it Um, i'm so excited for preston's book sorry we're getting a little off topic
1: anyway this particular author uh i'm actually a huge fan of so i I am super excited to see what she does with abel
0: i did really enjoy that series i remember it now it's coming back to me it's been a while
1: All the guys are a little psycho in their own way. The the most psycho one is actually getting his book soon. I think it's in May.
0: Yeah, um, that'll be cool. I did, yes, I did read this. is in April. April fifth is when his book comes out. Okay, yeah, it had it took a minute for it to come back to me, but it's back, and that's okay. So I have read this author before. I didn't think I had read either of these authors. Who was the one we just read? Brooklyn Brooklyn Cross. I've read two of Brooklyn Cross's books before. And they were, they were, I I mean, I already looked through hers. I haven't read any of her books. This is my first book by her. I liked it. I did. It was, I don't know, it was dark and twisty, but it was good. I think I'm interested to see how Abel is portrayed. In his own book, because from what I can remember, even though she's got psychos in her other books, they're not portrayed in like the goofy kind of way that he is in this book. So he he kind of reminds me of like Brooklyn from
1: Oh, 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 uh, the Society of Psychos
0: Society of Psychos. He reminds me of Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I can um, see from that from this mind. book, or even Liam, or is it Liam? Nile. Nile. Who the fuck is Liam? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, he remind yeah he reminds me a little bit of Nile too because he's kind of like that crazy, like just talks nonsense kind of killer like Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, Brooklyn a- takes it a little further. I didn't yeah. read the second book. Full disclosure: any uh, unfinished series that I read. And that were finished. I didn't fucking read. So that's fun. <laughs> I, I didn't read the ending of um The Bonds at Tie. I didn't read the ending <gasps> of <laughs> I know. How I, dare you? That one was so fucking good. I read like two chapters and then got distracted. I didn't read the end of Society of Psychos. I didn't read like I didn't read the last two books that have been released for Zodiac Academy. I didn't read the last book for um, the Mafia Wars series. Literally, this is why I don't read incomplete series because once it's done, it's gone. Okay, like, what <laughs> I won't finish it, clearly. So, you
1: have to finish Bonds That Tie. Oh, that last book was so good.
0: I'm surprised I finished The Guild. Like, I literally didn't fucking finish any series that I w- read that were incomplete.
1: I didn't even like The Guild half as much as I liked The Bonds That
0: Tie. I, you know what? Fucking shoot me. Come after me, bruh, because (laughs) I just can't be bothered, okay? (laughs) That's that's one of the only paranormal. I didn't read very many paranormal all year, but I just, yeah, I haven't been in the mood to try to rack my brain about things that I don't fucking remember. So here we are. All right. So as much (laughs) as I love Jay Bree, my bad, okay? We're so off
1: track. The Babylon bitches strike again.
0: (laughs) Uh, Um, Okay, so
1: Cain, Unhinged Cain, wonderful book. I mean,
0: wonderful in a
1: shocking, crazy way, but it was good. All right. I'm
0: happy we read it.
1: I am too. I'm excited to see Abel. I wonder if maybe because of the breakdown with his brother, he'll maybe calm down a little. I don't think so. But I am interested to see how this author
0: makes him out to be. I'm interested to see what kind of lady he gets. But we can talk about that in the next episode. So if you are interested in hearing us talk about Abel's epi- uh, Abel's book, then that's actually going to be our next episode. So you're going to want to stay tuned for another week, and we'll get back into the psychos. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get something a little more joyful after this maybe not joyful but dang son the twisty (laughs) turns uh as far as like darkness goes in this book was a lot yeah for sure so yeah anyways thanks for listening guys thanks Bye. bye